What happens when you ask a question that somebody is passionate about? You sit back and let them talk. Such was the case today. I sat down with Josemary Mulvihill, intending to talk about her busy life and what life on purpose meant to her. I asked her one question and away she went. Between talking, singing, and beat bopping, the time just flew by. Grab a snack and meet me at Joe's table, ready to laugh and learn in today's episode. Hey there, I'm Julie, and you're listening to JJ Life on Purpose, where I invite you to join me on this journey called life, where we learn to redefine ourselves to be the me God intended us to be. You're more than a parent and more than your career. You're more than any other labels you've picked up along the way. If you find yourself searching for your purpose beyond your titles, then you're in the right place. As a self-proclaimed prime major, because <laughs> I'm not middle-aged, I'm in my prime. I'm choosing joy in this season and the story I'm living. Regardless of our age, we all want to make the most out of our life. So stick around and together we will pursue our passions with purpose and on purpose. Hey, Prime Majors, I'm sitting here today with Josemary Mulvihill in her lovely home where we filmed most of our movie, The First Step. So, Joe, can I call you that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, my friends call me. You're my good. friend. Yeah, I'm a friend. <laughs> um, so, your wife, mother, actor, classically trained singer, songwriter, music teacher, and most of all, you love the Lord. Mm. Besides the obvious, which one of those is your favorite? Oh. Uh, wait, what's the obvious? Loving the Lord? Loving okay. the Lord. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dang it. Trick question. <laughs> um, you listed a lot. That's crazy. When you list it out. Like, I know. And you yeah, think you're not to, busy. Like, take a break. <laughs> um, which is my favorite? Can you read them again? Sure. Wife, mother, Actor, classically trained singer-songwriter, music teacher, and most of all, loves the Lord. I think wife. Wife. Yeah. I, I think, can see that. Yeah. If everything else flows from that, mm-hmm. Brian is my everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you know. And Jesus is my everything, blah, blah, right, blah. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, he, he makes me so much better. And so oh. without him, I don't, without my identity being so con- contained with his I don't think any of the other things would have happened. Right, right. So, oh, good yeah. answer. Good answer. Now my face want to go. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> and I see that with y'all. It's so it's so neat to, and I've told you this multiple times. I love the way y'all look at each other. Aww. Even when I mean, you know, you're in the kitchen and and he's cooking and and he says something and you just look at him like I'm so in love <laughs> and it, and he looks at you the same way. It's awesome. I'll and also how I looked at him earlier when I rolled my eyes at him. I I do that too. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's everyday life. It's a, it's an early Saturday morning yeah. today, so drink some more of my tea. Here. Right, right. Okay, so we talked about you being a mom. Mm-hmm. You have two littles, and you want to talk about them? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, so my oldest, her name is Steady, and her middle name is Faith. So her name is Steady Faith. And um, goodness, uh, how do I describe Steady? She has literally changed my life for the better in ways I don't think I will fully have words for until I see Jesus face to face. Right. Um, she made me a mom and yeah. she loves, loves learning. She's brilliant at anything mechanical or um, 
like putting things together mm-hmm. or uh, concepts of like shapes and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. math, all that beautiful stuff. But she's also really gifted musically. And I don't say that just because I'm a musician. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. She's not, uh, her little voice is developing. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, there, there are other little girls her age that, that quote unquote sing better, mm-hmm. but, um, she's, she's got such a knack for good music. Mm-hmm. And what's hilarious is that ever since infancy, she's always preferred like music with like intense rhythm mm-hmm. or, um, like a strong beat. So I'll put on like beautiful, like classical music with strings or something. Mm-hmm. And if it's a legato or like a smooth, you know, easy lullaby kind of feel, mm-hmm. she's like, can you change it? You know, <laughs> and I could, you know, s- same genre, but you put on like Stravinsky or like some, some composer that's like, you know, dun, 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 you know, yeah. and she's like more into it. But her number one favorite genre is pop EDM because mm-hmm. that's what her daddy makes all the time. Right. And, um, she also really loves heavy metal. Um, but I don't let her listen to too much because I don't know what they're saying. And right. it sounds really, in, you know, yeah. I'm, I mean, I like the genre for what it is, but I'm like, I don't know what they're saying and I don't know what you're absorbing. So we're just gonna, you know, tell daddy to write some, yes, some yeah. heavy metal. Right. Um, so that's steady. Um, she's very, very servant hearted. She's so sweet. She's also really sassy, and I remember when the sass started coming out, she makes, she's very expressive with Mm -hmm. her face, Mm -hmm. and I just remember, like, her starting to, like, talk back and do things, you know, normal human behavior, and I remember talking to Brian when he came home from work one day. I was like, I don't know where she's getting this from, because I don't let her watch shows that have, like, disrespectful (laughs) characters, and he's like, freeze, freeze look in the mirror, <laughs> like right now, your face. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it's that whole realization of like, your children take the best and the and worst the, from yeah, you. Yeah. So, anyway. um, when you said that, I don't know where she gets, I'm like, yeah, it's literally I, my Joe, face. She is your yeah, face. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but yeah. So and I, how old is she? Seven. Okay. She's seven. And I was laughing a few minutes ago, you were talking to her and you said cranium. And I thought, um, she's little. I, I was at her last birthday. She's not, she's not old enough for cranium. That was awesome. Yeah. No, I've ever since, um, both my kids in the young stage. So I really like, um, period films and like, uh, story of stories from the like colonial era and mm-hmm. like, you know, big dresses, poofy hair. I don't know why it just, it, it's just something about that era that's really intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that intrigues me about that era is the children. You know how the ladies of the house basically wouldn't raise their own kids. Right. There would be like, um, uh, like the nanny, or mm-hmm. there there was a name for them. Um, what was the name? They like they're the hired. Yeah, uh, not patron. Um, There's a name for them. Yeah. Anyway, the nanny. Um, she would raise the children, and she would like. And basically, for that job description, the more you could do as a female, like read, write, do art, sing, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, then that would be transferred to the kids. And it was like, woohoo, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, but the children wouldn't read books like the cats at, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they did. I, I'm not a historian, but like in the period films I've seen, the children speak like adults. And I'm like, well, because that's how adults 
adults wouldn't be like, oh, you boo boo boo, mm-hmm. you know, would, <laughs> right, right. They would just be like, oh, there's a good old chap, mm-hmm. you know, chin up, chin up, little right, boy, right. you know, like yeah. you know, my lad and blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and they, the kids would talk that way. So I just thought, well, why not teach my kid the mm-hmm. word cranium? Right. Or, um, I remember Steady and I, we would sit on the porch when she was like two at our old house and watch different cars go by. And I, you know, practice the colors. There's mm-hmm. a red truck. Oh, that's a black car, you mm-hmm. know, blah, blah, blah. And then an 18-wheeler would go by and uh, she would say, that's big truck. And I said, yeah, it's colossal. Oh, Can wow. You say colossal? She's like, colossal. <laughs> so then like... <laughs> One, you know, would like hand her like a banana or something. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, "It's colossal." <laughs> you know, I'm like, "There you go, good How vocabulary." Right. Um. Anyways, and then Aaron, he's four, mm-hmm. and um. Oh my gosh, he was a surprise baby. I so before study, I didn't even really like kids. I just, I I tried babysitting like a couple of times in high school, and mm, I did not have a good time. So when I got married. I didn't even really have a desire for children. Mm-hmm. I don't know what where I was, but I just was like, I guess I thought we're just not going to have kids somehow. We're just going to be like two newlyweds forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, well, obviously the Lord changed my heart during that time of our early marriage years. And um, I wanted to be pregnant and um, steady came. and uh, But then after steady, my post, um, postnatal... Mm-hmm. Postnatal is that the postpartum postpartum mm-hmm. uh, phase was not not fun. It was very very difficult for mm-hmm. me. I didn't realize that I had postpartum uh, depression and anxiety. No clue because uh, I didn't really have a OB/GYN that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd gone like the midwife route, and mm-hmm. anyways, neither here nor there. <laughs> I didn't know that I had issues, right. and um, so but basically by the time study was three years old. Um, I started, my hormones started kind of leveling out and I was like, finally like, Hey, life is good. You know, that's three years. Yeah. That's a long time. That is a very long time. And then I find out I'm pregnant and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) It was not a, Hey, let's try for another baby kind Mm -hmm. of thing. I mean, obviously we know how babies are made, so we made our decisions, but I didn't think that I was going to get pregnant. Yeah. Fact fast. Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, and so Aaron came in the picture and what's cool about that is, um, well, I'll tell his story later, but you asked, what is Aaron like? Um, he, (laughs) he's my joy bomb. He is so funny. He will, he will analyze people and figure out what makes them tick, like what makes their, their, their humor bug Mm -hmm. tick. And, uh, once he finds that button, he'll just keep pressing it because he (laughs) loves watching people laugh he likes being the center of attention. Um, he is growing in his understanding. Again, he's four. Right, he's sure. going to pre-K for the first time Aww. this year. He'll be at the same school as his sister and got his new backpack. Oh, he's ready. Oh, yeah. And so more and more in this season, he's like wanting to do – I can do, I do it by myself, mm-hmm. by myself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so he's he's so sweet. He's really, really gifted at music as well. Yeah. Um, his, since he was a tiny baby that, that I was like, this kid's going to be a drummer. Like, I just call that out and mm-hmm. we know a really great drummer at our church. And I'm like, I can't wait for him to be old enough to take from you because <laughs> like, he just would keep rhythm mm-hmm. at like two years old. Wow. I'm like, come on, let's go. 
Um, but then later I found that he also has perfect pitch. No way. Yeah, which is fun and frustrating because I have two degrees in music and I do not have perfect oh. pitch. I have like general relative pitch, but Aaron can hear a note. You can sing a note to him and he'll tell you what note you're singing. Wow. And I'm like, ah. mm. <laughs> Which is actually fun. We took a road trip uh, a few weeks back um, and I brought my – the choir nerd I am, I brought a book of rounds. Uh, I don't know if you know what rounds are. Mm-hmm. They're uh, where you like sing and mm-hmm. then it echoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's sing through the book of rounds. <laughs> like, Sounds like a Broadway show. <laughs> uh, like I'm like singing it. But like, you know, each song is in a different key. Mm-hmm. And of course I have an app with me, but I just call out. I'm like, Aaron, can you give me C? And he'll go, oh, wow. you know, oh, whatever the no. C is. Or like, oh, I need a G sharp. He's like, it's like a human piano. I love it. Um, anyways. Oh, but, he'll be calling you out the mom. You hit a, oh, you, know, yeah. you hit an F sharp. Yes. You really went for an F. Yeah. That's yes. funny. But, um, he's already like, uh, I've kept, I'm not a sentimental kind of mom. Like they come home from school with like all sorts of little drawings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with him, one day I caught him, um, caught him. I found him drawing, um, uh, music notes and he was like singing the rhythm and like I'm talking like dotted eighth notes and like you know quarters and all the stuff oh, and I'm wow. like and rests and he was like and I was like I'm gonna frame this like this is your first song your like, musical composition yeah. it was like three years old oh um, wow anyways uh so yeah he's written little little songs on the piano mm-hmm. I mean they're not like you know, full on songs, but, four. but he, he will make up his own little tunes and, um, his favorite way to sing is saying ticket, ticket. So he'll be like, and he goes faster and faster and faster. He just really loves, it's called In the Hall of the Mountain King, that, that piece, that little tune. Mm-hmm. Um, but he loves it. And then, you know, if I ever play the original with like an orchestra, mm-hmm. you know, rather than like a pop song or whatever, covering the, the tune, he gets real pumped and then he'll just ask for it over and over again and he'll run around the house all crazy. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. Both my kids love music. I remember when we were pregnant with Steady, people would ask like, oh, is she going to be a musician? Like, are you, are you guys going to put in a piano? Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Brian and I were both passionate. Like, whatever they end up doing, yeah. that, you know. But I think it just overflows because we're constantly sure. doing music sure. in this house and I am a huge advocate for music in the house. Yeah. Music, dance color, draw, mm-hmm. let all the arts. Yeah, all the arts. Yeah. It's so important for anyone's development. I think too for parents. Like, you yeah. know, you can sit and do something like, you know, um the uh what's it called? Uh the spider song. Oh my gosh. Oh, the itsy bitsy yeah, spider. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I need to drink more tea. Uh, the itsy bitsy spider. You know, and you you as a parent You've been hearing like nursery rhymes, cocoa melon. You're mm-hmm. just like, I'm done, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, jazz it up, right? So like, um, start, you know, doing it while you're cooking, and like teaching them that like, you know, to peel a banana, you have to put your fingers up at the top of the banana, get down, you know, and like you can oh, cool. you can incorporate music and and concepts of like opening something, closing mm-hmm. something, and into everything. Um, and then two at our, at our table, dinner table, 
Um, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but um, we have jam sessions at the dinner table. <laughs> so like, you know, of course I'm teaching my kids, sit on your bottom, eat well, don't spill food, all that. But after we're done eating, uh, usually we'll start a beat. So like, I'll like, I don't want to hit the table, but like, boom, 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 boom. And then I'll be like, steady, you keep it going. And so she'll keep the beat going. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of us will go, you know, mm-hmm. and the, and then someone else will go, cha, 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 you know, oh, wow. we'll layer it together and mm-hmm. basically do like a little band thing. And to me, it's so much fun. And I can see the kids are like, listen to us. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's, it's, I hope it's, I'm trusting it's going to be good memories for them as they grow up. And um, it's a way to bond and it's fun Mm -hmm. versus like, okay, I have to do the itsy bitsy spider with you. Yeah. Because, because you have to, yeah, that's what everybody does, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm taking notes because I have a granddaughter and that I keep, I keep, um, while her mom works. So yeah, "Yeah, let's do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's, and I can definitely um, suggest some music, uh, resources to yes. you that are, are fantastic that I find because I'm a nerd and I just scroll YouTube and see what people are posting. Mm. Someone told me that I should have a YouTube channel. Oh, with you like, absolutely. Da-da-da. And I'm like, well, there's lots of them already out there. It doesn't matter. I know, but time and like my priorities, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to put my energy out there for that. But there's fantastic um people making making really good content for for families yeah uh, musical development absolutely i'm gonna have to i'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down <laughs> in a minute. remind me that i need to write that down <laughs> uh so that's uh, so steady faith yes i've always known her as steady and it was only a few weeks ago that i heard her middle name I'm like oh it makes so much more yeah. sense now for sure yeah so what does aaron's name mean um, he's mountain dreamer okay aaron joseph nice mm-hmm. he came in a season of us um, believing we were climbing the mountains for the dreams that we had. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and and God said, ta-da, here you yes. go. Here's, here's a mountain that you yes. didn't even know that you were dreaming about. Yeah. So, so I was, I had hearkened to that a little bit, but, um, how Aaron came to be. <laughs> um, so again, study postpartum was very, very difficult season in my life and lots of questions through that, through that pressing, I, it got rooted in my heart. Like, you, you know some things, and then there's things that you, like, you know because you know. Right. Um, and that, in that season, it got rooted in my heart that God is good, mm-hmm. and I can trust him. Those two things. Um, and anyway, when Aaron, when Aaron was uh, coming into being, um, so we'll just, we'll just put it this way, without t- too much TMI. Mm-hmm. I know exactly when Aaron was conceived. Okay. okay. Like exactly, because there's no other option. Right. <laughs> besides when he was conceived. And, um, what Brian did not tell me at that time was that he had had a dream two weeks prior that I was in a hospital holding a baby, singing to it. Oh. Um, singing a worship song. Mm-hmm. And... He did not tell me. So we both have dreams and the mm-hmm. Lord talks to us through them. Um, we've learned how to interpret them and, you know, we're not perfect at it, but it's, yeah. it's been a consistent way that God communicates with us. Um, so we keep, we both keep dream journals and we usually will share those dreams with each other. Like, Hey, I had this, like, Hey, this, mm-hmm. let's pray about this, whatever. He did not tell me that one. Right. Okay. So no, he remembered the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't tell me about that. 
we conceived Aaron. Of course, I don't know that we've conceived Aaron. I just thought, it, it, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. There's always a way, mm-hmm. uh, if you allow it. Um, <laughs> anyways, and then that next, that following week, I started getting, let's see, I think the first person was, I can't remember what the order of people were, but it was like at least five different people within my church family group that would either text me or in person ask me like, Hey, like, are you, are you pregnant? Like, da, da, da. or like, Hey, I feel, I was, I was praying for you and I felt like God was showing me that like, you're about to have another baby and did it. And I was just like, everybody's so, what is it with Southeast Texas? Right. Everybody wants me to get pregnant. <laughs> Good night. You know, it's not your business. It's mine. It, right. You know? Yeah. All this stuff. And, um, anyways, but I remember, um, that, let's see, it was so many different people. I remember our worship, um, vocal director, she had texted me and was like, Hey, like, I don't know if you like are even thinking about this, but I feel like God was showing me that like, there's another baby in the picture. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. (laughs) And then, um, someone else had said, Oh, I remember um, my friend Kim had texted me randomly. She's like, girl, I don't know what it is, but are you pregnant? Like, I just feel like you're pregnant. Like, and I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant, you know? (laughs) And then um, I had a friend of mine that uh, was, had been going through a journey of um, trying to get pregnant. And we were in very different positions. She Mm -hmm. really wanted to get pregnant. I did not. <laughs> I was like, I already have steady. Mm-hmm. I'm one and done. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, she came up to me one day and was like, hey, I had this dream that we were pregnant together. And she's telling me this. I'm not going to tell her, girl, that ain't going to happen because I don't want it. Cause she obviously really wants it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Like I'm thinking maybe I was just in the dream just for like as a buddy like, yeah. in the dream, like supporting you. Um, but in my heart, I was like, I don't want to be pregnant. And, um, anyway, so that I had that. And then when it, like the, the straw that broke the camel's back was my aunts. Uh, my mom is one of six and there's four aunts that live here in the United States with her. And, um, all my aunts were over at my house and my mom as well. Mm-hmm. So I have all my tias and my mom. So it's very loud, very Colombian, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> and, um, I'm, serving everyone food. And then I get up to go to the kitchen and randomly, as my mom does, she looks at me and interrupts the whole, like the whole room and goes, are you pregnant? And I was like, everyone gets quiet and looks at me and I'm like, no. And she's like, and she just gave me this look (laughs) and I was like, what is it? And, And then I told her, I said, tons of people have been like, you know, telling me they think I'm pregnant. Let me guess, you had a dream? And then she goes, oh, but I did. And I was like, you're kidding me. And she's like, no, I had this dream. And so she tells me this dream she had where we're in this long line of people and Brian's in front of me, I'm ne- behind him and I'm holding this baby and my mom is looking over my shoulder mm-hmm. at the baby. She can't see the baby, but she's there's a baby. Mm-hmm. And that's what she remembers course now looking back if it's you know descendants lineage or whatever and but when she said that I was like okay I need this is like the third fourth dream that someone's told me so I was like I 
and do a pregnancy test. So I do a pregnancy test later, like maybe the next week or something. And lo and behold, I'm pregnant. And I can tell you, I was not like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. I was like, I I got mad. I was oh my like, gosh, I'm God, pregnant. you've been telling everyone my business. You didn't you did not consult me. I did not know about this. Like, what is up with this? You know, I was I was very upset because I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was sure, scared sure. of having to go through terror again, trauma. Yeah. yeah. And um anyway, long story short, um, during that time, I had a I had a dream, and in the dream, um, I was at a hospital, and something was being removed from me, specifically through my belly button. Oh, Yay, dreams! Okay. Don't you mm-hmm. love them? Mm-hmm. So it was being pulled out of me, and what, when I looked down to see what came out, uh, one of the things that came out it was like it looked like a like some organ, some like I don't know, uterus, a spleen, I don't know what, <laughs> liver. Um, but it was p- being pulled out, and then with it was a uh, hospital bracelet, and it had my name on it. And anyway, that's I I, I ha- I'm sure I have the dream written down somewhere in my phone, but basically that was the dream, and it was very like gory, mm-hmm. but like good gore. I don't mm-hmm. I don't even know how those two words go together, good gory, but like in the dream it was like lots of blood, lots of you know blah. Mm-hmm. But I felt good in the dream. So usually that's one of the indicators. This is a God dream, not just like some weird nightmare or pizza or whatever. Um, So I was processing it with the Lord and I felt like he was telling me what you went through with the first pregnancy was not what I intended. There was something that was inserted into you through trauma and I'm pulling that out and I'm making all things new. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was a very Job kind of thing, like what was stolen and what was taken. I'm going to I'm going to re, you know, reinstate like double fold. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so of course in my, so here's, here's how I think it's like devil's advocate constantly in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, but Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so I hear that and I'm like, God, yeah, that, that's the Lord. And then the other side of me is like, or maybe the enemy, whatever is like, oh, but that's just what you want it. You just want God to be saying that, of course, because you're scared and, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's actually not what's going to happen. And you need to be prepared in case that doesn't happen because you thought the first pregnancy was going to be great. And then look at what happened. And, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to like, if you don't hope too much, then you're not going to be let down. Exactly. Oh, um, yeah. Well, um, God is good. Mm -hmm. And, um, for my second pregnancy, I did everything so different. I, I, with my first pregnancy with Steady, I was so wrapped up in like, it's, I'm going to do it the best. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the best and I'm going to do it the right way. What is the right way to have a baby? Yeah. You answer. Can you answer that? No. And then your medical <laughs> profession, there is no right way. Yeah. I mean, there's things that are good. Yeah. Right. And we, there's science and all mm-hmm. of that, but like. There's the no be- perfect way. There is no perfect no. way. Mm-mm. And the, from my experience, the best thing is for baby to be as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cooked in the womb as, <laughs> right, well, as right. long cooked as possible. All the vitamins and, you know, good environment and all that stuff. Um, and then for mama to be as best as possible in yeah. her physical, emotional, mental state. Mm-hmm. And I think I negated that with the first pregnancy because I was all about baby, all about baby. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have a baby and like, you're like, you need to like heal and like yeah. realize what you just have. Yeah. Human, a human fell just out of my body. Like, right. Not fell out, but you know, yeah. was taken from my body. Like, expelled. Whoa, expelled in some form or fashion. <laughs> and so with the second pregnancy, instead of going 
I was trying to be a crunchy mama with the first pregnancy. I, I just really admired the stories of women having like natural births and the water and all these mm-hmm, beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, how God intended right. all that kind of stuff. And I, to this day, I'm like, if that is the peace you have and that is the joy you have, mm-hmm. go for it. My right. goodness, go for it. But I think I was trying to live out someone else's joy right? Yeah. and not being true to myself that mm-hmm. I actually wanted to kind of be in a hospital yeah. <laughs> with professionals, yeah. mm-hmm. but I kept telling myself, but that's not what's best for baby. So I went the other route right. and I feel like I, if I had to do it over, I would probably have gone the natural, the not natural route the yeah. first time. But anyway, with Aaron, I went full on medical. Mm-hmm. I was like, give it to me, all the drugs, you know, that, you know, <laughs> just don't like wipe out the kid, but right, like, yeah. you know, just everything that we can have, let's put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I told my doctor, I said, I had, I basically, I, I, I can't diagnose myself, but I feel like I have a bit of PTSD after that. Probably. So, so I want to be able to just have this baby and enjoy the labor, mm-hmm. you know, process, however that looks. Um, we opted for a C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, again, there's so many opinions about this. I know that the C-section was the best thing mm-hmm. for my mental state mm-hmm. and for the health of Aaron mm-hmm. so that I could care for him, um, and be present. Yeah. Um, cause I was not able to be present for steady. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that stung so bad mm-hmm. was that those few, they grow so fast. Yeah. Those for first sure. few weeks I was yeah. like, just kind of, yeah. oh, where's Josemary? Um, and so anyways, so with Aaron, I had him C-section and I just remember when they pulled him out, which is a very interesting experience it is. to have a C-section. And I just wish that they, the medical people at that time like understood that I'm a singer and I under I know my diaphragm mm-hmm. because basically there was a point where they had to like press on my, my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have said, like, we're going to press in your stomach in three, two, and like mm-hmm. let me relax my diaphragm. Because yeah. all they said was like, it's going to feel like an elephant landed on you. And I'm like, what? And then they're, and then, yeah. you know. And I would have relaxed my diaphragm because then mm-hmm. after that, they had to like, I had to like have my diaphragm readjusted and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, um, digressing, where was I going? Oh, so they pull Aaron out mm-hmm. and oh my gosh. Okay. So with steady, I did not, I was not able to, like I said, be present. It was just kind of like trauma, get this baby out, mm-hmm. you know, with, when they pulled Aaron out immediately, I felt this overwhelming love and joy and like, it was just a celebration yeah. and, and it just started crying. And I, like, I saw him and immediately I just felt like I will die for you. Mm-hmm. Like any, like come what may, I will die for you. Right, like, yeah. My life is yours, you know, and there was this chubby little wet white kid <laughs> with like hair that, that looked like my husband's completely straight. He had a full head of hair, completely straight. And it just looked like a chubby Brian. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know. And um, the the healing process was so, yeah. so easy um, compared to the first. Mm-hmm. And anyways, so I felt like Oprah Winfrey after that with all my friends getting pregnant. I was like, you get a C-section. You get a C-section. <laughs> like everybody, you know. I'm I'm kidding. Everybody do what you need to do. But and, um, and I've had both. So yeah. I mean and it always breaks my heart yeah. that 
women are judged. No matter what you do, no matter which way you go, you did it a while ago. You always feel like you have to throw that caveat out Mm -hmm. there. Oh, it's whatever you want to do. This is right for me. And you do you, boo, and I'll do me. And I've had both. Yes. And there is no right way. There is no, there should not be any oh, hmm, you didn't labor, so you had it easy, yeah. or you didn't go through a C-section, so you... Yeah. It's the the guilt and the judgment that we as women put on each other, yes. it just blows yeah. my mind. I was going to yeah. say, it's, it's we, I think it, the judgment comes really from female circle. Oh, I don't yeah. think the men are like, well... Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, um, there's probably a few opinions, yeah, you know, but, but you know, the, the fathers care about the yeah. process for the child, but um, I think it's just like um, clothing or, mm-hmm. or makeup or hairstyles. Mm-hmm. It really comes from the female side yeah. of like females wanting to we compare ourselves and exactly like, oh, i've got this and i've got this and it you know stemming from a root of insecurity of like yeah. and I, that's that's what's been cool is watching my who oh my gosh who i was seven years ago mm-hmm. before i had my child mm-hmm. and who i am now like in my security of my identity and who god made me to be wow i mean completely different and it brings to light that verse in the bible which i used to hate Gonna be honest. There's a few verses in the Bible that I'm like, I just, I don't want to chew on that one. Delete this one. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a verse in one of the, um, I think one of the epistles that says, "But a woman shall be saved through childbearing." Mm -hmm. And I was always like, "What is that?" You know, chauvinistic. You know, chauvinistic. Oh my gosh! Like. Yeah, some white guy wrote this, <laughs> which is hilarious because, of course, they weren't white. They were Jewish. But, right, um, right. <laughs> um, yeah, like the idea that like, well, what if you can't have a child? Mm-hmm. What, you can't be saved? Right. Wait yeah. a second. I thought salvation was through faith by grace mm-hmm. you know, or through grace by faith. Um, like, how does that work? You know, and it just was a verse that I was always like irked, mm-hmm. up, irked by. Um, and now that I've had children, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. It's not salvation like you know, like you're making it heaven to heaven. Hell, it's, yeah. it's a polishing of a beautiful pearl. Oh, it's like just mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's, that's painful. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it shines so beautiful. Yeah. When you see a woman and I'm not talking just about like you birthed the child. Mm-hmm. When you see a woman that has cared for someone that cannot care for themselves mm-hmm. and they allow that pressure and the I'm tired, but I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they do it with a, a cheerful heart mm-hmm. and they, you know, it's that beautiful servanthood heart. Yeah. It shines so beautifully. It's, it's a, it's something amazing to behold. And then you also see the process of someone that allows it to s- let them become someone spiteful or bitter yeah. or, well, you know, kids these days and yeah you also see that and yeah. it's like that is a smelly oyster yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody wants that yeah, around, exactly you know? exactly and um i've definitely had my my experience with both my kids of like realizing i have a choice to make am i gonna be a mom that like my children love being around or like am i gonna be a mom that's like you know, and yeah. my kids remember as like, mom never seemed to want to play with us. Mom never yeah. liked cooking for us. Mom never, you know, which are things that I don't like doing. I don't mm-hmm. like cooking. 
I don't always want to, I don't like running around. I want to lay on a couch and read a book. You know? Right, right. Um, but I choose to get into it mm-hmm. because it's good for my kids. And yeah. um, I want them their memories to be like, my mom loved us. And it's not, my mom gave stuff that we wanted. It's yeah. my mom literally laid her life down for us, mm-hmm. you know, her, her desires. My uh, daughter says all the time, um, mom, do you remember when? It was, it's never, mom, do you remember what you gave me that Christmas? Yeah. It's always, do you remember when yeah. it rained for a week and, and we rode the bicycle through the house? Yeah. No, I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah. I remember that one, but yeah. there are, there are so many. I'm like, where did you grow up? Yeah. I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about, yeah. but she remembers the when mm-hmm. and not so much the you know, the hard times that we didn't have much money yeah. or the good times when she got a bass guitar for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she remembers the experience. Yeah. And that's that's so yeah. much more. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I have, uh, we're going to wrap this up because, oh. um, yeah, it's already been almost 40 minutes that oh, we've been talking. Wow. Okay. Um, um, so tell Talks me. about my kids. I know, no, I promise awesome. I'm more than my children. <laughs> I haven't I done it? You do. I promise. And we're going to get to that in the next episode. I'm excited. Uh, explain to me what a crunchy mama is. Oh, crunchy mamas. Um, I don't know when the term came out, but basically it's this, um, hmm, how do I explain it? So I think over a period of time, the idea of motherhood was... Um, or like having a child and stuff was relegated to the hospital and to okay. medical. It has to be through medicine. That's mm-hmm. the best way for the child. And this idea of like not having access to that or not choosing that uh, was like in other parts of the world that don't have it as good as we have it here oh, in the West. Right. Yeah. You know, and so there was this like resurgence of like, hold up. Mm-hmm. Other women in the world have babies without, you know, mm-hmm. IVs in their arms and laying right. on a hospital bed and this is how my body was created to do this. And yeah. so it's just more of like, um, like going, a granola. Type, yeah. Kind of. Going back to the more natural things gotcha. like, uh, carrying your baby on your body with a, with a sling, sling. versus mm-hmm. carrying them in a, a, a stroller, right. you know, yeah. um, uh, sleeping with your baby or, or having your baby constantly nursing versus timed feedings, gotcha. you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I, that's the mom I thought I was going to be. Cause mm-hmm. I'm a generally kind of, just earthy mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've discovered I'm not that mom. <laughs> I'm earthy with other things, yes, but when it comes to yeah. my children, I am like, and we have our boxes. Yes. <laughs> and that is perfectly fine. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad that I'm, I'm sorry that it took you having to go through what you yeah. went through the first time to realize that, but mm. you, you came around and you're like, mm. for me, mm-hmm. this is what's right yeah. for you. That's, you know, again, yeah. going back to the, yeah. the, the whole judgment thing and, and it's okay. Yes. You know, there's, that's why there's a million and 26 books written about yes. raising children. Yes. And I wish you know? I would have read them with this mindset of, okay, I will take your little bit and mm-hmm. I will, I will add that to my collection of understanding versus yeah. this is the law. Yeah. This is yeah. the best way to do it. Um, and I think, you know, the other day I was reading quotes, uh, by C.S. Lewis on, um, grief, mm-hmm. uh, a grief observed. There's a book that he wrote basically when he lost a loved one and he kind of observes his own process of grief. C.S. Lewis is one of my favorite, yeah. favorite writers, um, as many I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said something like, um, God 
wasn't like God didn't allow the situation to like test my faith or like figure out where my love was or anything like that. Like he already knew that it Mm -hmm. was for my benefit, like for me to see where I'm at, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel that way with like, yeah, because the questions, I feel like there's times in my life where I'm like, I don't need to ask why that happened anymore. Like mm-hmm. it just was. And then there's times yeah. where I'm like, but why? Lord, then, why? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And um, all I know is that in those three years after I had my first daughter, um, I didn't know that I didn't fully trust God. Yeah. I didn't know that there was still a part of me that was like, yeah, there's probably a t- drop of darkness in him where he gets pleasure out of watching people suffer oh yeah (laughs) you know and like he really worked that out he really worked that out because it was it was such a journey I mean even just my faith Mm -hmm. like going to church even wanting to hear the name Jesus like I would tell my husband like don't play worship music I don't want to hear it do not pray around me I was in a very oh, dark place, and um, I'm so sorry. I hate that but, for you, but the but yeah, the Lord but, used it. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, I mean, and we talked about that yeah. uh, a few weeks ago with mm-hmm. another friend of ours that mm-hmm. you don't want to live in regret because God takes things that maybe weren't the best things in our life, and uh, and He turns around and uses them for good. So yeah. you don't want to say there's a regretful period, right. but. You know, sometimes you want to go, but God, can you teach me that in a little bit better way? You know, so, but I'm glad that he did use that situation to bring good out. Yeah. And, and what an awesome name that she has that you have come back around to steady faith. Well, yeah, that's, and that's a whole nother story, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely beautiful. Joe, thank you so much for sitting down with me, and uh, we're going to come back with another episode because we only made it through. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we only made it through a little bit of wife and mother, and we still have the rest of your whole Aww. life and and your life on purpose. Aww. Thank um, you for having me and for caring that my life is worth oh, the podcasting. Oh man, <laughs> I, I love sitting down with my friends and and hearing things that I didn't know before, yeah. and and getting little nuggets of, oh, that's why she's like she, and then mm-hmm. it's just awesome. I love it. So thank you. And we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks. Okay. Just like Joe, this episode was so unpredictable and fun. I can't wait to try wrapping the itsy bitsy spider with my granddaughter, among all the other things she taught me today. Meet us back at Joe's dining room table next week to see if we get further than one question this time and to see what else we can learn from Joe's Mary Mulvihill. I'm really glad you joined me for today's episode. If you heard something that spoke to you, please take a second and share this podcast across the social media platforms. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at JJ Life on Purpose so we can stay connected. Until next time, remember, you always have a choice, so choose joy.